Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. episode 354. It is Friday here in Cincinnati. It is another gorgeous Friday afternoon. Again, sunshine and blue skies. We have had a much cooler week this week with temperatures at night going down into the 50s. And so I have the door open today, which is bringing more elements into the soundtrack of our podcast, which we talked about last week. You can hear so many noises coming from the trees outside my window, and you may hear more traffic I'm trusting it's all perfect. Star is standing guard at the door for us. (laughs) So, yeah, planet Earth this week. Wow, We, we are in August, and there have been so many um, shifts and news announcements and really difficult, painful experiences for many people. Lots of decisions that are being made by many about what's next and how do we move forward and what's going to happen with schedules and school and work and health. It's a lot. And so today I was pondering again, (laughs) what do I focus on? What is the message that feels the most relevant at this time and uh, provides an opportunity for all of us to continue awakening and expanding and understanding more of what's happening here at an energetic level, not just what's physically being manifested in front of our eyes, but what's actually happening behind the scenes under the surface in the subconscious for all of us. And where I have been guided is to the anniversary of the bombings in Japan We are 75 years after those three days between the two bombings, August 6th in Hiroshima and three days later, August 9th in Nagasaki. Hundreds of thousands of people, I believe the death toll was 200,000, died in that experience, that man-made experience, and that ultimately led to the surrender of Japan and then the end of World War II. But the effects of that have rippled out, and we saw, um, that's not quite the right word, there was a remembering of that experience when we saw what happened in Beirut. For us here, we saw it on the news when those who live in Beirut this week experienced a level of shock and trauma, not quite equal, but very similar to what happened so many years ago. And so as I've been sitting with, how do I talk about this or why is this so relevant to share? The bridge for me or the deeper awareness comes through one of the chapters in my book, one day Gaia's gifts. So 
If you are new to this podcast or if you have not heard me talk about One Day Guy's Gifts before, that book was created a year and a half ago and it's a story, a collection of stories from my soul tribe about places where energy is stored here in our planet and why it was stored in that certain way and how we open up the gifts, the healing that Gaia Earth, our energy field in which we live, is holding and waiting for us. How do we open that up and what do we do with that energy and how do we as individuals contribute to the overall healing of our planet? That's ultimately what Gaia's love is about. How do we bring humanity and Earth and Source into alignment? And so when I was feeling into, well, so the book, the book is a collection of stories, 14 stories from each of the souls in my soul tribe and what we have contributed, how our energies have been gathering and uh, waiting in the energy field of Earth. (laughs) I feel like I just said that, but (laughs) it'll make sense. Get the book and read it and you'll understand more. Each of the stories has a specific location and time in history, in the future, in the present moment. All of them are different. And the, uh, what would the word be? The lesson, the teaching, the teaching of each chapter, the core of the energy that's being described is different in each one. And so chapter six is the story of Eos, one in Eos and my soul tribe. And what he, can you feel me stumbling over words? <laughs> it's so difficult sometimes to take these big concepts and try to put them into short little explanations. I'm like, how do I describe one day guy's gifts? I don't know. You have to read it and then you'll really get it. But here's the brief nugget. So the story of Eos is connected to the anniversary of Hiroshima. And so what I'm going to do is read that chapter here and then see what else there is to share at the end of reading it. So you'll hear pages turning, all kinds of new soundtrack elements (laughs) today. And yeah, I'm going to read directly from from the book. So One Day Guy's Gifts, Chapter 6, With Love from Eos. This is his story, his words, as channeled through my awareness. I am blessed to be witnessing this transition of Gaia and humanity, fully from the infinite perspective. I am, oh my gosh, you know what I just realized? I looked at the page, the page number is 75. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Okay, that was absolute validation that this is supposed to be read at the 75th anniversary. Oh, like, okay, here's his words again. Sorry, that caught me off guard. Okay, from Eos. I am blessed to be witnessing this transition of Gaia and humanity fully from the infinite perspective. I am the only one in our soul tribe not still living a physical incarnation at this time on Gaia, and that was a deliberate, conscious choice made by my soul and the rest of our tribe. From my pure vibration, I am able to best guide the flow of energy from a collective level, working intimately with the energy field of Gaia and the all-encompassing consciousness of Source Creator One. I am a bit like a bridge from the consciousness of the timekeepers to the consciousness of humanity. The great transition currently happening on Gaia, with Gaia, in Gaia, through humanity, 
is beautiful in ways that words cannot begin to capture. Our universe is expanding and evolving with more light than could ever have been conceived by the original spark of source. From where I am, holding space, my infinite soul celebrates. I too have a story to share about an energy vortex sealed in the field of Gaia. May your human discovery and remembering of this energy bring you deep and profound transformation. Loving currents of energy radiating to you in this moment across time and space. Eos. Unsealing gift number six. My story begins in a time of war. I was a young boy in the country of Japan. As a human, we are offered the gift and the curse of physical senses. When the senses are pleased, the ability feels like a blessing. When the senses are stressed or abused, it feels like a curse. And that is the richness and depth of learning continuously offered here on earth. The contrast of both is available to all of us in each moment. Our environment, our relationships, our bodies, our choices move us through journeys where the contrast continuously varies. Choosing to incarnate during a time period when global transitioning is happening requires much strength and flexibility of the soul having that human incarnation. Any great global transition adds an intensity to the human experience that is not always translatable when the choice is made as a soul to come into the human form. My choice to incarnate during a period of global war and specifically in a location that would hold some of the most intense energy of transitioning happening on the planet was not a choice made lightly or without great conversation and care within our tribe. Like many young children, my connection to my tribe, my guides, my source was very present in those early years. As the intensity of the energy field increased and the sharpness of the attack on the physical senses also increased, it was balanced by the inner soothing and whispers of encouragement I intuitively sensed from my tribe and my guides. And so I learned how to balance the inner and outer experience very quickly as a young child. The intensity of the transition happening through war was a powerful teacher for me. As the war came to an end, I was a child of 11 years with a highly attuned connection to the pulse of humanity and its impact on the earth under my feet and the water around me, the sky above me. I could sense harmony and disharmony with great ease and accuracy. I had spent much of my childhood outdoors, escaping as much as possible to the woods near our home and the rivers and streams that fed into the ocean further away. I could feel the wind when it shifted direction and I could sense the temperature with the slightest glimpse of light. It often felt like my body was a barometer for our planet in ways that were not easily translatable to people around me, including my family. At the age of 11, I felt the nuclear bomb of Hiroshima. I felt its impact of chemical light exploding into the atmosphere, into the water, the earth, the sky and the reverberations that the chemicals transmitted into the physical aspects of nature. The impact was sudden, harsh, abrupt, jagged, deafening, damaging, painful, 
overwhelming. And then immediately after, deathly silent. It was as if light exploded and then pulled back in upon itself into an epicenter, pulling everything else in with it as all disappeared into the unseen space at the center. I was not living in that area, yet I felt the vibrational shift the instant it occurred. My senses responded to that experience with a ringing in my ears and a tightness in my throat, and then tears that would not end. Not angry tears. Tears of the deepest grief that flowed without ending from my eyes, down my cheeks, There were no words. There was simply the awareness in my heart that humanity's choice had shifted the trajectory of the co-creation possible within humanity and Gaia. We had entered a different vibration. We had opened a new portal of fear and control as a teacher. And we had allowed chemicals to take on a more powerful role of co-creation with the human body and the abundance of nature. Our co-creation course changed direction in that one moment and the barometer of my soul human form knew instantly. I immediately walked hurriedly, stumbling a bit through my tears towards the most powerful expression of nature, of earth, of Gaia available to me in the moment, the trees. I focused on my favorite of all the trees in the local forest and allowed the magnetism of its strength and calm to guide me towards it as quickly as possible. As I entered the forest, I could feel the calm of the trees soothing my skin, the breath entering my body, and the sounds of the stillness of the woods steadied my nervous system and strengthened my muscles. I made my way to the base of my favorite tree. As a young boy of 11, The tree looked as if it reached straight to the heavens. The sun was shining that day and I could see the light. It looked as if the top of the tree disappeared directly into the light. It was so beautiful and blinding as I looked through my tears from my position at its base. I collapsed on the tree and sobbed. The grief poured and poured from my body into the tree. The grief of Gaia the grief of the loss of the connection, the separation of the umbilical cord that was connecting Gaia and humanity that the chemicals had ended. There were no words, simply emotions pouring from the tender heart of this young boy who had loved so deeply, this young boy who was bridging the infinite and the finite, the physical and the energetic spiritual. An ending happened on that day that I knew was in service of the expansion of consciousness. And yet I could sense all the chaos and pain that would flow forward into the next beginning. And how much time would be experienced in this physical womb before peace, true global peace, could be co-created. I also, at some level of awareness, knew that the range that had just been opened between the two extremes would allow a moment in the far future where the peace achieved would be that much closer to the divine. I cried at the base of the tree until there were no more tears flowing. I had emptied my form of all and what remained was stillness, acceptance, 
resolve to commit my life to bringing healing in whatever ways I could understand and share with the world. That commitment of mind, body, spirit to a singular focus of partnership for using the rest of the time available in my incarnation to contributing to the healing of the whole of Gaia humanity and source was sealed in the base of that beautiful tree. The image I saw, felt, sealed into consciousness there was of my human form, laying in reverent surrender at the base of one of Gaia's greatest gifts, the trees, with my gaze traveling up to the tops of the trees where they disappeared into the sunlight of source. With great reverence and love, I now sit at the tops of the trees in the light. Eos. At the end of each chapter, I, I created um, a section that I call Here I Am. And it's a way for us in this current moment to connect to the energy vortex, to allow an opening of the energy that was sealed into the earth at the time of the story. And so I'll read you what this says at the end of chapter six. Here I am. Here I am, rooted far down into the rich, dark soil, fed with the nutrients of the subterraneous life. My trunk, stretching high up in the middle of the forest, strong and steady, healthy, alive, even with all the chemicals that have moved in the air around me since that moment so long ago. My branches do not stretch very far in our crowded forest, and yet they are healthy and strong filled with the green green leaves of life that receive the nourishment of water bestowed by the clouds. I am that calm energy of acceptance and resolve that the soul of Eos in the human body of a little boy felt in his moment of despair. There is much grief that has been expressed in the collective gathering of the trees around me. It is a choice to move through the deepest emotions and find that final space of peace, calm, Many get stuck in the spin or loop of the despair and have difficulty releasing all of the emotion out to arrive at the place of calm acceptance and then resolve to make a difference in the collective experience. All trees on Gaia are connected energetically under the surface of the earth through the layers of dirt. While coming directly to me, this tree where Eos sealed the energy is always an option, a choice available for all a more empowered connection is to create a relationship with a tree you can visit often. There will be a moment for every soul in a human body where they touch the despair experienced by humanity in the activation of Hiroshima. That moment is different for everyone as each human's barometer with Gaia is unique. The activation could be sparked by any number of small triggers or by the witnessing of a collective energetic shift. Only you will know what that moment is for you. As it occurs, you will remember gift number six. And the invitation is to find a tree and offer your outpouring of emotion through the salt of your tears to Gaia, expressed in the physical through the tree. Allow the emotions to move through you and release, unseal the energy anchored in at that moment. Cry until there are no more tears and not any sooner. Cry until you reach a place of emptiness and full body, calm, acceptance, that one day 
Gaia and humanity return to harmonious unified partnership. And as you lay at the base of the tree, looking up into the tops of the branches, whether you see sunlight or not, activate your own resolve and commitment to your role in creating that wholeness for all. Your unique contribution is necessary and eagerly awaited. I eos some holding space for you from the tops of the trees. Okay, so what do we do with that? How do we integrate that beautiful and powerful message from the past through the voice of Eos from my soul tribe? The contrast I've been feeling is the shift that we as a humanity are moving through right now from fear to love, from control to empowerment, from domination to surrender from uh, there was just an email I got this morning that said moving from me to we so much of that collective focus that the language of one unification coming together working together supporting each other this theme of collaboration and interconnectedness is becoming more vocal, more visible for humanity. And so when I, when I was watching, when I've been reading some of the articles about the 75th anniversary of this experience in history that was so devastating at the time, there was a quote from, I think it was the current mayor of Hiroshima, and he said, they told us we would never be able to build here again. And 75, la- 75 years later, our city is a symbol of peace. Isn't that incredible? And the steadiness of that leader that he knows, he knows the message he is sending out to the world on this anniversary. When I feel the message of Eos, when I when I allow myself to touch what that human um, moment was like for him at the base of the trees, the helplessness of being a young boy, of knowing you have no voice, no impact at that age, no one's going to listen to you, and yet knowing one day everyone will come back together, one day there will be this reunion of source and humanity and the earth, and how long will that take as an 11-year-old boy? He doesn't know, but he knows it's possible. The line I, I just feel in my heart so deeply is when he describes how the, the distance, the, the chasm perhaps is a better word to use, the chasm that's created because of the choice to bring chemicals into the energy field of Gaia in the way that the American governmental military leaders chose to do. The chasm was that much wider. The divide between source and earth and humanity went that much further apart. And yet what Eos describes is realizing how much further apart it went only validates how much closer eventually together we will become we will 
Oh, I'm not saying it right. It's like the elastic band. The further apart we stretch it, the bigger the bang when it comes together, right? When the rubber band is released and it flings itself back into unity, it's, it's going to have that much more impact, that much more power. And I feel that so much with pain and suffering. Those who suffer deeply also love so much more powerfully because the capacity of the heart is stretched so much wider. You have this range. That's the word he used. There's this range between the contrast of one end and the other end. And when they come back together into unification, it's the reunion is so sweet and it's so powerful. And so when we are in this time right now of great transition, that's exactly what's happening here on earth. It's not a war in the way that we had world wars before, but it's absolutely a global pandemic, an awakening uh, shift in every area of all the structures we've created. As humans, you know, we've created so much and also we're about to pop into something new, develop something totally different. And so the guidance from EOS at that time of great transition of the war is just as relevant for us here today at this great transition we're moving through now. And his prayer was for knowledge, understanding of what he could do that would contribute to the whole being healed. What was the resolve, isn't that the word he used? The resolve. What could he bring how could he show up over and over and contribute to the healing of humanity and Source and Gaia? And I feel that for all of us. What can we do at this time on our planet to stand firmly in the knowing that we're moving closer towards the divine? We're moving closer towards everyone coming together as one humanity again. It doesn't look like it. <laughs> it looks really intensely wrong and messy right now and yet that's just the contrast the range that is still being worked through so so many nuggets I'm trying to weave together um, in our gym call on Tuesday one of our newest members is a tarot card reader and she pulled the architect card at the end of a reading for the group and when she did that, immediately I thought of a podcast I did years ago, a year and a half ago. It was right when I wrote uh, One Day Gaia's Gift. I just published it, and then it was right around that same time that I had the art, the podcast. It's titled New Earth Architects. And so I went back and listened to it this morning. And the message is so relevant still right now. So you can listen to that. It's episode 105 if you want to go back in the Guys Love podcast and find it. The message is, what do each of us contribute? What, how do we help move the momentum forward towards unification, towards humanity seeing ourselves as one? Because what happened in Hiroshima 75 years ago in Nagasaki rippled out around the entire world. That chemical that the United States released into the area that seemed so far away, that chemical went into the water, it went into the dirt, it went into the air, and 
every molecule of water on our planet is connected, is moving between all of the streams and oceans and rivers and lakes up into the air, down again through the rain. That water from Hiroshima has moved through every single human because we all are connected to the same water supply. We're in a bubble, an energy field called Gaia, and we all share the water. We all share the air. Every drop of dirt and trees and nourishment is fed by the water and the air. And so we're all impacted by that decision over 75 years, I, I don't know how to guarantee it, but I feel like energetically I could absolutely say, I guarantee we've all been touched by Hiroshima somehow through the air and the water. Every single human on this planet has felt the energy move through the air and the water and into our bodies. So none of us are separate from the other one's experiences. And when I feel how we witnessed this happen in Beirut, not on the same level, but a massive explosion of chemical that was right at the port that absolutely is going into the dirt and the water and the air, we're going to all be impacted by that explosion in Beirut at some point in our journeys here on this planet. It's not separate from us. So how do we move into a different vibration if the vibration that EOS is describing was one dominated by control and fear and chemical was the teacher, the tool of those who had power and control and wanted to dominate others, wanted to um, expand fear. When the United States did that, the the message from our president was, be afraid, Japan. We will not stop until you surrender. It was absolutely about creating fear. And so that energy was released into the ground, into the air. And I understand co-creation. We were trying to prevent the world war from becoming even more terrible than it already had been. And so decisions are made by leaders that at the time feel like the best decision. So this isn't a judgment over any country's choice. It's, it's an illustration of co-creation impacts everyone. And the co-creation that happens moves the needle, moves the compass for all of humanity. So if fear and control were the teachers then, what, what have we learned in 75 years? What are we learning now at this time? COVID is teaching us about fear and control in a new way and empowering us as individuals to explore health, to explore belief systems, to explore what we understand about the human body and energy and water and air, <laughs> right? There. How do we capture all of this in ways that words can try to articulate? In the gym, when this beautiful woman pulled the card for architects, and I remembered this podcast about the New Earth architects, the message in that podcast is absolutely still true because it says the architects are the dreamers. They are the visionaries. They are the ones who feel or sense something that is possible based on known knowledge, knowledge, evidence, research, facts, 
structures, things that are currently known, but with this imagination brought into it. What if there's something new that we could design or draw, right? Architects create new buildings, new uh, structures, new form, and then builders build it. And so we need the architects, the dreamers, the visionaries to say there's a different way of of having a human journey where we see at the beginning that we're all one and we function and choose from that place of knowing we're all one. We don't see the separation anymore. We see the unification. And so everything we are designing and creating and building is with that foundational belief we're all one. And then and then the builders help us build it. <laughs> so uh I hope you're following me on this <laughs> meandering path that my soul is taking me through today. The story of Eos is so powerful because it talks about the trees. The trees, the sunlight, the water, the intention. How his intention to contribute something meaningful was made through his tears that he was shedding into the dirt, the soil, and how that, in his understanding, would guide his path so that he could focus on unification, on healing, not on the division that he was feeling with the bomb exploding. So for us, what have we learned in 75 years? My invitation, my encouragement to you is to tune into the same elements that Eos reminded us of in that story. The trees, the nature, the dirt, the sunlight, the water, and the intention. Each one of us has access to that. We are all able to dream something new into reality. Go sit with a tree this weekend. If you have been feeling overwhelmed by all that is happening or you're feeling the collective intensity or you believe in the reality that it's never getting better or that things are terrible, go sit by a tree and cry. Allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to touch the, the truth inside of you that you have power to create something different. That your pure intention can guide your path and you have something meaningful you can start contributing. And then you become a creator. You become an architect. You contribute something new to the whole instead of the sense of hopelessness that you can't do anything. Lay at the base of a tree and look up at the sunlight. Have you ever done that? Have you ever shifted your perspective where you lay on the ground and you look up at the trunk of a tree to see just how tall it is and how high it stretches and how the sunlight dances at the top of the leaves? What if, what if you do that this weekend and when you look up at the top of the trees, you imagine you could have a conversation with the energy that is Eos, the soul that is Eos. The consciousness that he holds from beyond the other side of the veil. 
What does he say at the beginning? He said, I made a conscious choice to not be on the physical plane for this part of Gaia's transition, humanity's transition. I chose to be up here with Source where I have a different perspective. I can see it from a different lens and then I can help guide humanity in a different way because I see it from the other side. What if you lay on the ground at the base of a tree and look up into the sunlight, into source, into the leaves, and allow yourself to connect with the soul that is Eos. You become a bridge. Ask for wisdom, for guidance. Like what can you contribute? Is there anything that you specifically have to offer here at this time on our planet because you chose to be in the physical body you didn't choose to be outside of the planet or you wouldn't be hearing this podcast well maybe you would (laughs) but not from human ears (laughs) but if you are hearing from human ears and you have a physical body you chose to be here so of course you have something to offer of course you have value How do you begin deepening into that? How do you begin aligning more clearly with that path that you came here to fulfill? If you have no clue, ask the guidance of Eos to offer you a nugget. Ask the soul that is Eos to communicate with your soul and help you trust the messages that you get. Just like me opening in the page of the book is 75. Like, what? (laughs) What? Are you kidding me? (laughs) And I could dismiss that, right? I could say, oh, it's just a coincidence. No, it's not. It's a validation that the story was meant to be shared today. Can you trust the ways that your soul is showing you? You have something valuable to contribute. And then if you've completed your time with the trees, that's step number one. What's number two and three? Sunlight and water. Trees, sunlight, water. It's the title of today's podcast. When you spend time with the trees and you tune into the sunlight, the sunlight will start dancing with you. It will start showing you. Light is, it's a, it's the contrast, right? Just like how Eos described it. There's this flash of blinding light and then the light sucks everything into it. We can experience light in that way where it's fear-based, it's destroying, or we experience light as a healer, light nourishing us just like with the trees. Sunlight fuels the energy of the trees, helps them grow. It's the same for us. We are mostly beings of water, and so the light coming into our body, it can strengthen us and fuel us and help us grow and stretch and become more energetically Um, harmonious sunlight is you can do all the research sunlight is one of the most powerful ways to heal the body and those who are deprived of sunlight are depressed often they feel the lack of that light so perhaps after your time with the trees go play in the sun (laughs) get outside of your car your house your building Go play in the sunlight. Soak it up. Put on your sunscreen if you need to or do it in hours so you don't get burned. But be in the sun. Put a hat on. At least allow more light into your room, into your house. And then 
trust how your soul guides you to specifically bring that light into your human body. When I created I Am Light Medicine during the quarantine time earlier this year, I was amazed at the specific ways that bringing light into the human body and the shades of color and the flow of the direction of the light, how precise light can be to heal what our minds tell us is wrong with our body. If you don't understand that or don't believe that, try the first light protocol. It's a light protocol for dispelling fear. And it's free. It's on my website. You just go to mysouljourney.com. I am light medicine and it's right there. It's free. Try it. Experience what light can do when you intentionally bring it into your human body and how it can shift and transform your experience of this human journey. If you are not in alignment with fear, you're in alignment with love, with possibility, with creation, with empowerment. That's, that's where we're headed. <laughs> that's what the New Earth Architects is all about, tapping into that instead of fear and control. 75 years later, can we finally realize that and begin applying that in our daily existence? I don't know, but try, right? Try. So trees, sunlight, and then water. Water, water. <laughs> what do I say about water? <laughs> there is an incredible scientist, intuitive master, Dr. Masuro Emoto, who is no longer alive, but his journey was all about water and intention. And you can talk to water as he did in his experiments with harsh ugly words and the water will turn ugly when you freeze it and the crystal shapes will be ugly or you can infuse water with positivity and love i think gratitude and love were the strongest most powerful words that he tested in his experiments and the crystallized water when you froze it with those words being infused into the water and spoken into the water the crystals were magnificent, magnificent, because the intention shifted the vibration of the water. So here we are in human bodies filled with water, just like the trees being nourished by the water. I would imagine the trees as they receive water are like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for helping me grow bigger and taller and stronger. I'm so grateful that the rain has come down to my roots and to my branches and to my leaves and is keeping me strong and healthy and helping me grow. I don't imagine that the trees are afraid or feel like the water is controlling them or putting these intense emotions into the water. They simply receive and allow the water to do what it's intended to do. What if we could start to actually apply that? How do you do that? Take your water bottle, write on your water bottle, thank you or love or peace whatever words call to you that feel high vibrational and then set the intention every sip you take you bless that water with that gratitude or that appreciation that love and then start to see what happens inside of your body when you release water when you go to the bathroom <laughs> i have prayers on my a blessing and a prayer on my um website also under I am light medicine there's a section called I am water 
and you can print them out and you can put the piece of paper near your faucets, near your toilets. And so release your water out of your body with blessings, gratitude that it has nourished your body, releasing any toxicity, and then trust that the earth as a partner is just recycling, regenerating all of that energy of water. Start doing your part (laughs) as a contributor of water processing on our planet. Shift the way you experience and interact with water and see what happens. Trees, sunlight, water. They're practical, tangible, real ways of playing with energy and intention. So if we are the New Earth architects, as I describe, as I believe, if you're listening to me and that resonates with you, instead of being overwhelmed by how hopeless it can feel, tap deeply into your soul inside of your human body and get really clear, very precise. What are the one, two, three, four, five things you can be doing? And just do that. Do that. Commit to that. Be resolved in how you're going to contribute your energy and your intention and your time. And watch what starts to happen. It's magnetic when you become really focused and clear and you stop the chaos and the swirl around you and you just zero in on the thing that you know is the most valuable contribution you can make right now. You're in alignment. You're in absolute flow and your soul is going to show you exactly what most serves you, which absolutely serves everyone around you. So, yeah. (laughs) I have a feeling I'm going to listen to this episode again and go, what? (laughs) What? Uh, Trees, sunlight, water. They are all connected. We are absolutely connected to all of those elements. And I invite you to deepen into that connection and see how you're guided. See how you're guided. And let it be peaceful as you do that. With all the intensity happening around us on our planet, being still and peaceful and awake and aware um, you will be making a greater impact than you can understand in this moment so trust trust that okay (laughs) i am going to go play in the sunlight this afternoon and take my own advice i'm going to go lay under my favorite tree and look up into the tree leaves and see what Eos has to say. I send you so much love today.
Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.